Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Wednesday, March the 9th, 2022, and we are continuing our study of the big book. We're in the foreword to the second edition, page XVIII. Reading the second paragraph, our society then entered ending with pass off the scene and reading and commenting on that one paragraph only. And today's readers are the 12 steps, Dwight M, 12 traditions, Terry J, and readers of the text, Reva P and Carmela G. The share ID for yesterday, Tuesday, March the 8th, the 7 a.m. meeting, 18649. And the 10 a.m. meeting, 18650. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. DA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Dwight M. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Dwight. Hi, good morning. Thanks for your service, Lynn. Dwight M., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Ohio. The 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Number two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Number three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Number four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Number five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Number six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Number seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Number eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Number nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Number 10, continued to take personal inventory when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Number 11, saw through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Number 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other Compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I'll pass. Thank you, Dwight M. 
And Terry J. will read the 12 traditions for us. Please go ahead, Terry. Good morning. This is Terry J. in Michigan. Recovered Compulsive Overeater. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants that they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Number four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry the message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly, excuse me, directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Terry J. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We're on page XVIII, forward to the second edition, second paragraph. 
our society then entered, ending with pass off the scene, and we're reading and commenting that one paragraph only. Reva, could you read for us, please? Yes, good morning. My name is Reva P. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. Our society then entered a fearsome and exciting adolescent period. The test that it faced was this. Could these large numbers of erstwhile erratic alcoholics successfully meet and work together? Would there be quarrels over membership, leadership, and money? Would there be strivings for power and prestige? Would there be schisms which would split AA apart? Soon AA was beset by these very problems on every side and in every group. But out of this frightening and first disrupting experience, the conviction grew that AAs had to hang together or die separately. We had to unify our fellowship or pass off the scene. So good morning, everyone. Um, well, you know, the first thing I thought about when I read this is my, my first meeting and I came in, I asked who was in charge. <laughs> I wanted to know who was in charge. I was going to go to the top. I don't know if at the time I wasn't happy with how things were going or, or what the issue was, but I remember specifically asking that and being shocked when I was told there were no leaders. And I thought, how does something run without a manager? How does this work? Um, it just totally baffled me. So um, I love this reading about unity. Um, and I guess what strikes me the most is this concept that we had to unify, um, hang together, or die separately. And you know, unity, it was just Unity Day a couple of weeks ago. And um, um, for that day, I had looked up the word unity. It means the quality or state of being one single or whole or the same or being together or at one with something or someone. So what are we unified with? Um, and I know there's a uni unity of the fellowship lowercase, like the group that comes together and um, people who normally wouldn't mix. And there's the unity of the program, you know, the common solution of the 12 steps. But the thing that I think really unifies us is the unity of this business of practicing the presence of God and this accessing um, power. Um, and that's why I think it's got fellowship in the uppercase. Um, this is like a higher order fellowship. This is not just an interest group, um, a hobby group, a support group. Um, my life depends on um, <sighs> depends on doing what I need to do to access power, which does for me what I can't do for myself. Um, and I need to hang together. Um, so when I've been to group conscious meetings, you know, we all are, a lot of us are quite opinionated. I have my own opinions. And I just, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how this works, that it's the group conscience. Nobody's the boss. Um, and I love the fact that these people who started were so focused, and even with all the disagreements and arguments, um, they were able to keep in mind the primary purpose of hanging together um, and, and learning, learning from the challenges and rising above them and coming up that much stronger. Um, 
And I think with that, I will pass. Thank you, Reva. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared Monday or Tuesday, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once. It does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Susan R. Bonnie B. from Florida. Okay. Thank you. Out of every... Thank you. I got you, Carmela. Out of everybody, this is who I heard. Nessa R., Bonnie B., and Carmela G. Who did I miss, please? Teresa P. Tina S. Jennifer C. Susan S. Okay, great. I've got a lineup. Thank you. Nessa R., Bonnie B., Carmela G., Teresa P., Jennifer C., and there was somebody in there that I didn't hear. Who was that, please? It was Susan S.H. in Ohio. That's right. It was. Thank you. All right. Here we go with our lineup. Nessa R., followed by Bonnie D. Good morning, Nessa. Hi, good morning, Lynn. Good morning, Vision for You. This is Nessa R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, this paragraph tells me that um, AA went through some growing pain. And, um, you know, not only the fellowship goes through growing pains or went through growing pains, but even as individuals, we also go through growing pains. You know, and I guess as the, as the uh, phrase alludes to, uh, growing implies discomfort because it's because of the discomfort that we grow. Like when everything is going my way, I don't learn anything. You know, I only learn when things don't go my way, when things get uncomfortable for me. You know, and early, in a way, I developed a whole bunch of misconceptions um, that didn't serve me well. Like, for example, you know, um, I put the food down and then everything should be easy. I shouldn't be tempted. Um, I shouldn't have the chit-chatter in my head pushing me towards the food. It should be just smooth sailing. And I, I accept that God is my solution, and I, boom, immediately I have uh, an instant connection, an instant relationship, a, an intimate relationship with God without having to, to do any, any work on my part. Um, and, and that didn't work very well because first of all, when I put on the, when I put down the food, not only it wasn't smooth sailing, things are actually more uncomfortable because now I had nothing to go to when, um, when then my feelings flared up and it didn't really matter if it was, you know, feelings of joy and happiness or, or feelings of anger and resentment or fear, um, you know, and, I complained that I have, you know, I accepted the solution, uh, but I don't feel close to God. And I never really um, realized that I was so blocked from God, first by the food and then by my own worldly clamors, you know, my own little plans and designs, my selfishness, my self-centeredness and all that. And I had to do a lot of work to get rid of all that, um, you know, and, and I continue to do the work to make sure that those things don't accumulate again. Um, but it was only after I did all the work that 
finally, it was, um, quote unquote, smooth sailing. I mean, it's not always smooth, um, but um, that abstinence became easy, easier and more comfortable, that I actually developed a relationship with God that made it possible for me to go through the ups and downs of life without having to compulsively overeat. And I do feel God near me every minute of my day because I put a lot of effort into it. But things are not instantaneous. And this is what I was looking for. I was looking for the magic answer. And and it says, I think, I think it's on page 83 of the big book. I don't have the book in front of me right now. But it says something, there's a long period of reconstruction ahead. You know, and this applies to in the personal relationships, not only in my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You know, just be- Oh, okay. Well, I'll pass you that. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. Bonnie B., it's your turn, followed by Carmela G. Good morning, Bonnie. Good morning, Lynn. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. Um, Bonnie B., currently in Florida, from Minnesota, recovered by the grace of God. Um, so the first sentence, and I know it might not be the first sentence that pops out to everyone, but the, the phrasing, our society then entered a fearsome and exciting adolescent period. Um, those words to me just were crazy to be paired together. We have um, six children and they've all gone through that adolescent period. And it was fearsome and it was sort of exciting, but it was also very unnerving. And I looked up that word adolescent and it means, um, well, some of the different definitions were um, underdeveloped and inexperienced and um, you know, immature. And I think to myself, this is, I mean, they're talking about the, the you know, development of this program, but I think about myself when I came into this program, I was immature and I was underdeveloped. Um, and I had all these people and I consider it the family, right? The family around me, all the sponsors that, you know, every single time I immaturely sent a text out and said, I'm not ready to continue or gave an excuse. They just, they just released me in love. Um, knowing that the only way that we're going to be able to survive as a family is if we hang together. And so when I, when I look at this paragraph, I think about myself as a sponsor. Now I think about myself when I was a, a sponsee. I think about the love that people showed me. And I think about a family unit. And a family unit doesn't, um, cast aside, doesn't ever cast aside anyone. You know, they, they, they allow the other person to grow and to develop. Um, and to see, to come to that place themselves where they can see what only they can see at that point in time. And this is, this is the gift of this program. Um, I don't get to pick fights with people. I don't get to agree or disagree. Um, I get to end my day by saying, God, what would you have me to be for each person that you um, allow me to interact with today? And that, that, that builds a stronger family unit. And it does unify us because I don't have a horse in the race. I have nothing to prove. I have nothing to um, convince you of. I just get to show up loving you. And, um, and people do that for me. And then God does for each of us what only he can do. And so I uh, so appreciate you guys. I so appreciate this program. And I, um, I hope you all have a blessed day and I'll pass. Thank you much. Thank you, Bonnie B. Carmela G., it's your turn, followed by Teresa P. Welcome, Carmela. Thank you so much, Lynn. Thank you, everyone on the line, those who are listening, as well as those who have shared and done service. My name is Carmela G., and I'm a grateful 
recovered compulsive overeater from New York. Um, I smile at this reading because um, we all know how adolescence is, a, as, as the book says, an exciting, fearsome, an exciting time. And if uh, any of you have had an adolescence in your house or the thought of being an adolescent, we know the energy of adolescence and um, the characteristics of being an adolescent. And I learned in program many years ago that um, our emotional maturity stops when we pick up our substance. Well, I didn't come in as an adolescent. I came in as an older woman in my late 60s, but I really came in as a toddler because I picked up my substance when I was very young. But many of us have come in as adolescents, and many of our behavior, we're all human. We all have human characteristics. But this program was inspired by divine inspiration, and our leaders were divinely inspired to develop the traditions. And the traditions I learned many years ago through my AA fellows stop us from committing homicide. They they told me steps help us from committing suicide, and tradition keeps us from committing homicide. And yes, there would be infighting for power, for prestige. Our egos were running, 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 our control. And the gift of this program is that our leaders were open and willing to allow that divine inspiration to come in and put the thoughts of the traditions and how there will be no one in charge. We work for one boss, and that boss is our higher power, whom I call God, and that's where we take our direction from, and that's the gift of how we can live in unity and show love and kindness to all. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carmela G. Teresa P., it's your turn, followed by Susan S.H. Welcome, Teresa. I'm Teresa P., a grateful member of and recovered member of uh, Overeaters Anonymous and uh, calling from California. And it's uh, this is a really wonderful paragraph. They're all just really great. And what I could do is one more time, see myself in uh, the big book. And uh, I love that we must stick together or die separately. You know, and that is so true for me. And I was busy dying separately uh, because I was busy trying to run everything, you know, my way. And it just uh, my way creates chaos because you know, I'm just not God. And, uh, oh, I also like to bring God into it, by the way, and say, you know, but God said, well, you know, I'm going to church and, you know, and, you know, and praying, by the way, and uh, begging on my knees for help, you know, and it's not working. And uh, so I had this, you know, crisis within myself. 
And uh, that's why I'm so grateful for um, the big book because it's, you know, it's my, you know, my handbook to life. It gives me those, uh, the steps, which I love it, the steps which stopped me from committing uh, suicide and the traditions which helped me from committing homicide because uh, when I got into Crogworm, I was both suicidal and homicidal and uh, in denial about both. And, uh, and, and of course, just, just wanting to be dead. Yeah, just let me, please let me be dead. You know, I just can't do any of this. And, you know, and today, you know, I, I, I get to have, I get to have a wonderful life. And you know what? Is it still has problems and it's still hard. There's a lot of things going on that I don't like. I feel restless, discontent, and irritable. So what do I get to do? I get to go back to my handbook of life, the big book, and, you know, work those work those steps, especially 10, 11, and 12, so I can work on those feelings. But, you know, but there's all these, you know, other people. They're just not minding, let me tell you. And, and you know, and the higher up they go, the more problems they cause. And uh, but the bottom line is they're all causing me discomfort. And what I get to do is then you just work their traditions one more time. And I am really grateful I am not in the position of great power. And I got enough trouble handling what I've got to do. And, you know, what I get to go back and do is just, you know, you know be of, um, you know, primary service to to um, those around me. And what I get to do practicing is helping me so much is, first of all, practice peace within myself and then practice peace with, you know, those around me. And the closer they are, you know, the, the more important it is to practice that peace. And, you know, I can't do that without this program. And, um, and to first of all, look at my motives. You know, why am I disturbed by what all these people are doing so that I can go back Time, and, please. and, uh, and look, uh, look at myself so that I can, you know, go to God for help and live with others as peacefully as I can. So thank you for letting me share my that. Thank you, Teresa P. Susan S.H., it's your turn, followed by Jennifer C. Good morning, Susan. Good morning. This is Susan S.H. in Ohio, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, what I'm focusing on, what kind of made me stop and think was the test that it faced was this. Could these large numbers of formerly erratic alcoholics successfully meet and work together? And I looked up erstwhile, well, erstwhile. And it came up as formerly. And uh, yeah, um, who who then delivers us from our erratic <laughs> erraticness? Uh, it points me back to a higher power who is restoring me individually and and us as a fellowship to sanity. Do I trust in that unconditional love? that I say is my higher power? If I am loved unconditionally, isn't every program fellow? Therefore, the more I turn to my higher power, unconditional love, the more sanity and unity with fellows I can find. I am human. Erratic is going to rear its ugly head here and there. But I have directions that points me back to sanity. And uh, I'm very grateful 
You have it available to me as an individual and to us as a fellowship. I'm just very grateful to be in a place where I can access these wonderful gifts. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's really all I had to to say. Um, We have to turn, I have to turn to my higher power again and again and again because that is the only way I will be delivered back to sanity. And so I continue. I pass. Thank you, Susan S.H. And Jennifer C., it's your turn. Good morning, Jennifer. Hi, good morning. Um, Thank you, moderator. May I be heard? Yes, thank you. Okay, so um, Jennifer C. miraculously recovered um, by God's grace today, one day at a time. And what I see in this uh, paragraph, um, you know, is that problems are part of the plan, right? Convictions grow through the problems. Doing it wrong is part of getting it right. Um, You know, I see this word test, and quite frankly, in my life today, like, this is everything. Everything in my life today becomes a test, right? Like it becomes an opportunity to grow and to apply the things that I've learned or maybe haven't learned yet, right? Like maybe there's things I get intellectually but haven't quite learned how to put into practice. So these are the opportunities to see where I still have yet to grow. And um, and quite frankly, like this is all part of the plan, You know, the problems, the convictions, they come as a result of failure, quote-unquote failure. Um, And it was only disrupting at first, right? Like, it it was disrupting until it changed. Um, And if I could have gotten this in isolation, I would have. I would have mastered it, right? Like, if I could have gotten this with spontaneous eating, I definitely would have because I tried every which way of of getting to that point where I could be the exception to these rules. Um, But I couldn't. I couldn't get it that way. I couldn't get it as an exception. I could only get it through surrender. Um, And that happened as a result of getting it wrong. Um, And so also, you know, here's what happens as a result of this work, continuous abstinence, continuous practice, I choose unity in other areas of my life today. Like my thinking changes. I used to think that, you know, it was about right and wrong. And it's not. It's about us. I don't have to bring out the guns anymore, right? Like I can be gentle and quiet and I can protect the unity because it's not about you and it's not about me. It's about us. Um, But so much of that process is doing it wrong, you know. Um, Erratic alcoholics unpredictable, right? Controlled by my knee-jerk reactions. I think it, I say it. I feel it, I say it. I react, I react. And it's only through that boomerang effect, I throw those knee-jerk reactions out there, they come back and they slice my neck over and over and over and over again. That's what causes me to stop and pause and turn and ask God for help. It's only it's only as I get my, my butt whooped, right? Like it's only by the failure that I get to grow. So God is everything today. And I remember that his will includes the mess because it's all part of the plan. And I get to cooperate 
with God today instead of being in collision with his will. So thank God for his grace um, and thank God for all of you. With that, I pass. Thank you, Jennifer C. For those of us who might have come on the line a little bit later this morning, we are continuing our study of the big book in the forward to the second edition, page XVIII, the second paragraph. Our society then entered, ending with pass off the scene and reading and commenting on that one paragraph only. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you share it on Monday or Tuesday, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once. It does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Savannah G. Donna M. Darian K. Oh, okay, thank you. If we could stop there just for a minute, I'll tell you who I heard. I heard Janice P.M., Lisa, Donna M., and Darian K. Who did I miss, please? Anita J., did you hear her? I got you now. Thank you, Anita. Okay, thanks. All right. So we have Janice P.M., Anita J., Lisa, Donna M., Darian K. I have room for one more, please. Jim S. in Ohio. Perfect. Got it. Thank you. Janice P.M., would you start us off, please, followed by Anita J.? Well, certainly, uh, Lisa. Yes, certainly. This is Janice P.M., from Massachusetts, a recovered <clears throat> compulsive overeater. Well, this is a lesson for us today. You know, history repeats itself. In other words, um, I had experience of a group, being in a group. I guess it was fairly new, probably over 12 years ago, well, maybe. Um, and, you know, there was uh, always a fight. I mean, um, fight, not fight, but in, in tension within the group. Uh, of leadership, you know, the the emotional insecurity, attitudes um, of the intellectual drives of, of people. They they had we had to go through drastic changes because uh, uh, the demands for emotional security and wealth, for personal prestige and power, was the sole. Or I don't know if it was the sole, but it seemed like the sole end and aim of the lives of the people, especially the leadership in the group. And guess what? This is how a vision for you started because the recovered people from that group split because they knew better. They were recovered because the principles which the tradition show is just for recovered people because disease will not obey these demands of the traditions of unity. There was gossip. There was, you know, it was restlessness in the group. And thank God, did they go through the test? What is a test? A test is a group of questions, you know, to see how we're growing. Well, the first test, the first questions, the first question was, um, 
Could these large numbers of erstwhile erratic alcoholics meet and work together? Well, the first question, if you have to answer it for the group is, for vision for you is yes, the test is that we do work together for our sole purpose of recovery, 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 and spiritual growth. See, there's the difference. And then the other, another question is, would there be quarrels over leadership and money? Well, yes, there were quarrels in that other group, but in this group, there's no quarrels for leadership and money. So that was, that's put to a test today. Would there be tri uh, strivings for power and prestige? In our group, A Vision for You, there's no, there's no fight for power and prestige because we obey, we're recovered, we obey the steps. And now that's how we can be reunified. We, I mean, unified on the traditions. And that's what happened. There were schisms in the old. So thank you, God. These recovered people that grew out of this old group are here today with a, a, you know, a vision for you. And of course, I finally followed. And uh, so now we're hanging together and we're unified. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice PM. Anita J., it's your turn, followed by Lisa. Good morning, Anita. Good morning, back right at you. This is Anita J., recovered in Westboro, Massachusetts. But when I walked in the doors of Overeaters Anonymous in May of 1978, full of what? Well, food, probably food, but other things, um, ego, uh, I didn't know what you're talking about. But the word adolescence um, triggers because the person who answered the ad in Massachusetts, who, her name was Ethel, I got to know her very well because she lived in my area. And she said, she started talking about immature and insanity. And, and I said, no. I said, no, I'm, I'm not insane. You know, earlier, and there's another part of our book that talks about that. People doing our kind of behavior, what else is that but a kind of insanity? I said, okay, maybe I'm a little immature. I, I was very adolescent. And the irony was that in 1978, I had two adolescents. The three of us were adolescents at the same time. And I... I got a scary feeling that they passed me by. It took me years to totally grow up. They used to, there was a lady in one of my face-to-face uh, -face meetings way back then, one of my early sponsors, she'd say, it's time to grow up, Anita. And what is she talking about? I'm 42 years old. It's time to grow up. I didn't really grow up, I have to tell you. A little bit, a little bit through the years until Vision for You. So eight years ago, I finally threw the baby rattles away. And um, I don't rattle for, for the 12 steps, but I try to live it as an example. And uh, what a way to live. And, you know, whether it takes you, whether you're in your 20s and you get it or you 
don't give it to you in your 60s or whatever you are. It doesn't matter. That's what I found out. It didn't matter. I'm home free now as long as I keep doing what I was doing. Why wouldn't I? That's a very good question. I'm on my own side today, and I want to thank you all. I, I could not start a day without dialing in, you know? Thank you. Pass. Thank you, Anita J. Lisa, it's your turn, followed by Donna M. And could we have the initial of your last name, please, Lisa? Hi, my name is Lisa O. I'm a compulsive eater from Toronto, Canada. Um, I really love this section. Could these large number of erstwhile erratic alcoholics successfully meet and work together? Um, I think about this paragraph both in the sense of my own recovery and in the recovery as a group. Um, Prior to coming into program, uh, I was certainly erratic. I could not be relied upon. I was all over the place. If I got angry, I was probably going to burn um, my world and your world down just because I could um, and because it made me feel good. Uh, Whereas now, my day-to-day life is more about what I can do for other people. And it's about creating that sense of togetherness and about being with people instead of always being in a place of wanting to attack other people. Um, One of the best things I love about program as well is that program isn't about any individual person. And like, for example, on the Sunday Vision for You um, special editions, which I listen to every week, they never publish who's going to be speaking in any given week. It's never about that person. It's about the topic. And so when I tune in, I have no idea who it's going to be. Um, And I think that's so beautiful. Um, It reminds me of the Cirque du Soleil productions in Vegas, where they don't publicize any individual performer because then if that performer were to leave all of a sudden that would affect uh, the quality of the show it might affect how people see it whereas it, same with OA like I it does not rely on any one individual to do anything and are there certain individuals who if they left I would miss them absolutely but that means that there would just be room for someone else to come in um, and for someone else to shine and that's a, such a beautiful part of what this program is um, And with that, I will pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Lisa. Oh, Donna M., it's your turn, followed by Darian K. Good morning, Donna. Good morning, Lynn. I'm Donna M. from Toronto, Canada, and I'm grateful to be on the line to share. And I wanted to share on the sentences, would there be striving for power and prestige? Would there be schisms which would split AA apart. And as a recovered compulsive overeater today, with two years, um, a person who struggled for 28 years before in and out of these programs, you know, I became recovered following the instructions through entire abstinence and following the instructions in the big book. And I'm well aware today that there are different beliefs in how to work the big book approach, the directions in the big book, and also within OE. So when I share today, I, uh, I do share my experience, strength, and hope with this particular approach. But I, I want to share in a way that I am not striving for power or prestige saying that I'm so much better than other people. So I share that 
I am aware that there are different approaches in OA and that um, some of those approaches have worked for people, but for me, a low bottom compulsive overeater, I need this particular approach um, that when I went back to the food in February of 2020, I had to work through the steps quickly and intensively and then continue to live in 10, 11, and 12 today to remain recovered. And I share that in my meetings and when I, I speak, and I am grateful that my higher power helps me to let go of any striving for power or prestige. And if I find myself going down that road, I work a step 10 on it, and I'm grateful to be. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Donna M. Darian K., it's your turn, followed by Jim S. Please go ahead, Darian. Oh, good morning, Lynn. Can you hear me okay? Yes, thank you. Oh, great. Thank you. This is Darian K. in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. Oh, so grateful to be with all of you on the line today. Um, I um, had the good fortune to share on Unity Day at a meeting, and um, so it, you know, it, it beefed up my writing tool and um, prayer around, you know, what it means um, to be unified in this program. And, um, you know, I, it just, it's so um, plain and simple, right? We're unified first with our disease. Um, we come and we, are, we, sh- we share the pain and the suffering of eating compulsively and not being able to get out of the food and not knowing what to do and the confusion and the self-loathing and the shame and guilt and all that stuff. Um, And then we find a solution um, that unifies us together, the recovery. And, um, you know, and that's what I have today. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I'm so grateful and I never take it for granted. Um, you know, and yesterday, you know, I spoke to some fellows. One person, you know, um, shared the joy of the program and, um, you know, how, how she was working on some things with her step work. And another person shared the pain of being in the food. And, you know, each one of them helped me to understand where this disease and recovery can be, and it unified me with them. And that feeling, when I hang up the phone each time I speak to someone or I go to a meeting, I get that feeling, that joy, that I can be a part of a group. I never felt a part of anything. Um, Lord knows I tried to dress the part, but dang, those Jordache jeans did not fit <laughs> in the 70s when I tried to, uh, to look the part. <laughs> um, so, you know, I just... I'm so grateful that I fit into this group, you know, that I'm that I'm a part of this group and that I can be, um, you know, unified with all of you. And yes, I work with adolescents. I'm, I'm driving right now to the middle school <laughs> and um, there's a lot of energy and uh, finding about finding out about themselves. And, um, you know, I'm grateful today. I don't feel like that adolescent, but at one point I surely was. And I was an infant really in the beginning. So, um, you know, it's stages, stages of recovery. Um, but we stay here and we learn and we grow from each other. 
and um, I'm just so grateful to have all of you in this beautiful meeting. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Darian Kay. Jim S., it's your turn. Please go ahead, Jim. Yeah, my name is Jim S. I'm in Ohio, Toledo, and um, I'm so grateful to be part of Overeaters Anonymous. It's filling a hole inside of me that I've had from a very young age. And um, what got me excited this morning was that Rita read the paragraph, and I don't know if it was Rita P., but I remember Rita P. speaking on this line, saying that she was there for the afflicted, and that was me. I was afflicted many times over yesterday. Oh, my God, it was, um, God was on my case. Um, you know, I'm I'm recovering, but I'm still an adolescent that needs to be upbraided. And um, I was able to connect with my sponsor, uh, my AA sponsor, and um, I, I, I came, I, I was okay. And um, so now today is a new day, and uh, I'm getting ready to go to work, and I get to be on this line. And it would um, bless me if if I was really in touch with Rita P., but... Um, Anyway, all I need is a touch, uh, and, and I'm connected. And I'm abstaining from food that's not good for me. And um, I, I'm just so glad to be a part of something. And I've been an adolescent since I was 16. I guess you could say that's still adolescence. And, I, and I'm 79 years old, and I've been 16 since I was 16. But I'm learning how to be 79. And um, so anyway, um, I'm just so grateful for um, the strength to do what I need to do. And I get that from my higher power. And I've been getting it for a long time. But um, an adolescent just does not want to change. But uh, I'm willing to do that today. And I thank you for... Uh, being there, and, and uh, well, just thank you to everyone, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jim S. Would anybody like to take a two-minute share? Yes, this is Pamela. I would. Yeah, please go ahead. Go thank ahead. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm Pamela, a grateful member of OA and uh, here from Michigan. So glad to be here. Wow, <clears throat> that's a powerful statement there. You know, the only thing I could think of, not the only thing, I think of a lot of things, but when I heard that that particular part, it reminded me of my upbringing in, uh, in my spiritual training. It was said, a house divided against itself will fall. And what I have recognized in this beautiful community that there is no division here. And I I am still in awe that some 80-plus years, this thing is still standing. This thing has never failed. We have been all together 
even though when we didn't want to be together because I was one, you know. I'm that rebellious teenager. I'm going to do what I want to do, forget what they're doing, you know. That is the that is the mindset of an adolescent, you know. And I remember that. When they say go left, I want to go right. But today I know this program has helped me tremendously. It has disciplined me in a way that I have never been disciplined. And back in the day, talk about discipline. Oh, yeah, it was corporal punishment, and that still didn't work. But today, my direction today comes from a source greater than anything that I've ever had in my life. And that source gives me direction and guidance, and it also disciplines me, you know. And I just have found that this program offers that and so much more. But first, I had to be willing to follow a few simple rules. Does an adolescent want to follow rules? Their whole design is to break them. Today, I follow them because it keeps me sane. It keeps me on the path of recovery. It keeps me healthy today at 60, almost 67 years of age. I'm grateful to be here. That's all I have today, you guys. Love you all. Peace. Thank you, Pamela. Thank you to everyone who shared, and thank you to Team Wednesday. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Wednesday, March the 9th, the 7 a.m. meeting is 18657. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Carmela G., would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you, Lynn. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Pass.